Welcome, everyone, to the After Hours Adventures podcast. It is five o'clock somewhere, and that somewhere is here. I am your host, Jonathan Eugene Yen, joined by my lovely players, Michelle Ahn. Hey. Eric McGill. Yeah. And Kylie Gibson. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Today is going to be our session one, episode one of our new Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Woo! Ooh, we if sound you, like hyenas. We do sound like hyenas. <laughs> It's gonna be really funny if you guys encounter hyenas now, because I'll just be like, "Hey guys, can we just can we just?" <laughs> if you listened to the session zero, you already know a little bit of what's going on. But for those not privy to everything that is going on, here is the world, nay, the realm that our players are jumping into. Players, you are being transported far, far away to the wonderful and really, really terrible. Honestly, everything's kind of shit here, but you guys are being teleported to the wonderful realm of Zenith. Zenith, centuries prior, or rather millennia prior, was several different realms. You would have your Nine Hells, your Mount Celestia, Aberrations had their own realm. Everything was kind of separate, and you, it was a typical fantasy world. However, due to an unknown cataclysmic event, all of the realms were merged into one. Now, typically this would create a lot of conflict, as one would expect, with suddenly having aberrations like massive squid monsters on the same realm as mere mortals. Eric already gave me a really weird look at squid monsters. Don't worry, you can find those. Those are those do so exist if you really want to go mess with the squid monster. We will find the squid monster. Okay, don't want to know what you're going to do with those squid monsters, but we can talk about that later. While you may normally expect that to the, the merging of realms to cause a massive issue, instead what ended up happening was a very tenuous piece was brokered. This piece has managed to maintain throughout the many, many years of this realm being one. And over the course of millennia, the different realms formed into their own distinct kingdoms. We have Martavir, Kingdom of Dragonkind, Kaliwek, Kingdom of the Mortals, Tifan, Kingdom of the Fae, Renaissance, Kingdom of the Celestials, Zorak, Kingdom of the Nine Hells, Ar, Kingdom of Other Aberrations, and Heru, Kingdom of the Goblinkind. Our adventures are going to be starting in Kaliwek as mortals. Now, let's go down the line and introduce ourselves. So say your character's name and their level, and uh, yeah. Let's go first with, uh, well, do we have any volunteers? Let the dice decide. Let the dice decide? All right. Which dice, though? Uh, it's always a d20. You got it. All at the same time? Uh, yeah, if you want. This feels like Beyblades. Oh. <laughs> oh. You win, Michelle. Eight? Nineteen. And a four. Wow, very large range already. <laughs> I'm looking forward to these dice rolls because yesterday we were rolling some dice and let's suffice it to say it was very entertaining to watch you guys roll dice and be confused by the numbers and then enraged by the numbers and then panic at the numbers. Uh, so Michelle, I believe you are up first. Well, actually it's Kylie. Right? Oh, my mistake. 19, Kylie, you're up first. Yeah. Oh, with a 19. Yeah. Hi. Um, my name is Kylie Gibson, but today I will be playing Terra Battlecry, the dwarf bard from underneath the city, from the hole in the ground. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, next up we have... We have Michelle, and I'll be playing Divina Good, um, coming from the bakery. <laughs> Straight out of the bakery! Straight out of Good's goodies. In the, the left corner, weighing a meager 40 pounds most likely, we have Divina Good. <laughs> <laughs> At level two, still still a youngin. She she oh my lord, she has a breadstick with her. Everyone run. <laughs> and last but not least. And I'm Eric McGill, playing Tucker Shelby, a previously privileged turtle. 
who has lost everything and wants to get it back. Oh, wow. Wants uh, to, to regain his status and will likely probably stab many people while doing so, I imagine. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Now that we have met our characters, let's begin the campaign. Do, do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I should preface a note that there are substances on the table and in our bodies. Again, it is five o'clock somewhere, and that somewhere is here. So to that, I say to everyone at home. Woo! Gods be with thee on thy noble quest. Oh, are there deities? Or did I misunderstand the word celestials? Because I know there's religion involved. Good question. Uh, There is a singular deity in this world, but they are very absent. Hmm. Same. How long are they? Shit. No, please, I just offended a ton of people. <laughs> oh no, the masses of people listening to this. Kylie, what have you done? Reveal my real name! <laughs> and before Kylie gets doxxed, like, session two. What is the time period that this guy's been absent? Or girl, or it. So your characters would already know this, but there is a higher power. This higher power has never really been that active in the world, period in any of the realms, and the Celestials that are on the mortal realm are basically the closest link that anyone has with them, and they will tell you days on end what you are supposed to be doing with your livelihood, how demons being on the mortal realm is something that should be vanquished, and how aberrations are disgusting, and they're very, very strong believers of all that stuff, but they, well, no one's ever really been able to get them to prove that they are able to speak to the one deity. So it's it's really up to interpretation, but anyone that is a celestial will typically be very very think very very strongly of it. They call them the mother. So, so Michelle, I have some questions. <laughs> As a celestial, do you? Oh, she's not a celestial. She's so Asmar are descendants of celestials. Oh, I didn't know celestial beings could produce children. Yeah. Yeah, that was the question I was going to ask, was, am I a celestial? No, so not I'm technically. I'm glad we got that one out Essentially, uh, a celestial would not see you as related to it. Oh, no. Okay. I mean, you oh. can speak their language, though. So it's kind of the same thing as going to, like, an, a Korean auntie while being, like, extremely Americanized. I see. And being like, Anya. And, like, I have the language, and they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll probably find you, like, adorable. Okay, like, oh, you're learning Celestial. That's so nice of you. You're so adorable. That's, That's really... Do you, do, you want, do you want some holy energy? Do you, I, I have some snacks. <laughs> I, I, let, me, let me bring out my, my purse made of freaking angel tears. I see. <laughs> All right. Any other questions before we begin? I have so many other questions, but we should begin. Okay. Our adventure starts in the realm of Zenith, specifically in the kingdom of Kaliwek, kingdom of the mortals. It is a kingdom that has a royal family that has been around for quite a long time. It also has several branches of nobility. Most often than not, these noble families are associated families of merchants. In this kind of world, travel is very much restricted, and so those merchant families that have essentially the permits required to go to other kingdoms and exchange goods end up accruing a lot of wealth over time. In this kingdom, it is an extremely difficult place to climb in terms of the socioeconomic ladder. If you are poor from your beginning of your life, you will most likely die very, very poor. There is a town guard, and that is one way that people try to accrue wealth and gain status. However, it is not always the most efficient. There is also an extensive sewer system underneath the city, as well as a very large area of the city where, or underneath the city, where it is called the Depths, and it is where 
a lot of the raw materials and ores and resources are mined from. Typically, more often than not, these families are extremely pessimistic with their entire livelihood as many of them live, die, and produce everything inside of the mines. Their livelihood is extremely different from the rest of the city, as you would imagine. However, the majority of the people in this kingdom are poor, essentially uh, blue-collar workers. And we start in the northernmost kind of borough of the kingdom, outside of a lovely, lovely tavern called the Twin Feathers Tavern. Inside the tavern, it is made of fine oak that has been cracked and scarred with age. Near the entrance is a small wooden podium where a tiny avian girl stands greeting guests past the reception. Three wooden tables are spaced throughout the main room, all of them fully occupied by a large variety of people. Interestingly enough, though, along the walls of this large open room, several round wooden beams jut out from parts of the ceiling with small to large claw marks on them. At the back of this room, a set of stairs and a small counter uh, behind of which there is an older woman, an older avian woman who sits there casually reading. Her wings are fully extended outwards. To the far corner of the room, another door seems to lead elsewhere, wonderful smells of cooked meat filling this main room. A pleasant energy is in the air, as many of these tavern dwellers seem to be enjoying a nice afternoon after their usual jobs or professions. And with that, the door swings open with a little bit more energy and gusto that you might expect. Several of the patrons kind of look up briefly, kind of glancing by the door to see who it might be, but upon not recognizing this figure, most of them go back to their meals with kind of curious but uncommittal glances. And we see our first character. Kylie, would you like to introduce what your character looks like? Yes. So Tara is a very short dwarf, unfortunately. Um, She has just come up from the depths after seeing sunlight for the first time, and she only got two copper in her pocket. So I imagine that she would be in the same clothing that she wore in the depths. Mainly rags, complete poverous clothing. So she comes in looking really besheveled, and everyone uh, maybe maybe remarks her as someone who's uh, a lost child almost. There, there definitely are a few... Uh confused and kind of a a little bit of a disgusted look from some people. However, again, these are the workers that you would expect. You actually do see a table of dwarves. Oh. They, as a matter of fact, look over to you and the older of the three seems to recognize you a little bit from your features and kind of nods to you before continuing conversation with the two younger ones with them. Well, at least I'm welcome here. See what I can get for two copper. You get the impression that you are welcome. <laughs> However, as you are standing there kind of taking in this entire tavern, the tiny avian girl in front of you kind of with her beady blinking eyes and small feathers decorating the top of her head, you see that she wears a plain yellow sundress with the back seemingly opened up to review a p- reveal a pair of small wings. The plumage is still growing in. Hi, can can I help you? Miss, are you, are you lost? Yes. Oh, um... Hi, welcome to Twin Feathers Tavern. Are are you do, are you okay? Do you know who they are over there? Oh, um, they are. Let's see. I don't remember the last name, but I know they're regulars. They come by pretty often. I think they're from the 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 um the 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 uh, the the depth the 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 depth the depth depths. You got it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm still learning common a little bit. Um. Yeah, they're from there. Would you mind introducing me? Oh, sure. Uh, 
do you she kind of looks you up and down and you notice that you definitely trod in a decent amount of like dirt uh Okay, let's just go. And she kind of gets off her podium. She she is looking you up and down, but not with a judging look, but more so just a look of concern, because I imagine your face is also just, like, smeared in soot. Oh, yes, no, I look like a ball of, of rocks. A ball of rocks, <laughs> ball yeah. Of rocks. Clever. <laughs> so she kind of, she extends a hand and then seems to think better of it. As you notice, she is very, very well-kept. Uh, her clothing is not, like, the best quality, but... You can see that she clearly takes very good care of her appearance, which is to be expected considering she's at the very front of the, the house. Right. Um, as she kind of guides you, however, you notice as you follow her, she quickly puts a hand in front of you as you see something unseen, like invisible, kind of carries a little dish past. And you see there is a empty, uh, dirty dish that has been vacated from one of the tables. And as you are standing here, you actually notice that there are several of these very, very small little objects being seemingly carried throughout the room. Um, and she kind of stops you and she goes, For First time? Yeah. Mom and Dad made these. Wow. I have never seen this before. It's... Oh, yeah. They, they used to be wizards. They, they used to be wizards? Yeah. They went to school and everything. They, they, they studied. I haven't, I haven't learned anything yet, but they... Yeah, they're, they're really cool. Um, that okay. Let me let me introduce you to the to the what do you call them? Dwarves. Dwar- dwarves. 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 If you say dwarves, I will hit you. Oh, oh okay. It is dwarves. D- dwarves. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sure. O- okay. Uh, you see, she she kind of hesitantly brings you over to the table and you see uh, as you approach these three do kind of notice you why don't you go ahead and give me because they are vaguely familiar why don't you go ahead and give me a history check uh, which is going to be the 20 sided die adding your history modifier and we'll see if you (laughs) what is it what's the modifier yes a zero oh that's better than a minus and we'll see if you you remember them yes 19 19 jesus Uh, again Yes, this is specifically the Brownbeard family. They are a family of dwarves that not too long ago actually ended up leaving the depths. Um, you heard from your family. There were, your family kind of talked down about them because it was like, ah, leaving the depths. What kind of stupid dwarves leave the depths? No, we stay here. We eat. We live. We shit. We starve. This is where we live. Um, however, <laughs> however, they're the brown beards. We do not fuck with them. Yeah. However, these brown beards, these dwarves, you do notice, interestingly enough, despite their moniker, they do not have beards that are brown. They're they have black facial hair. Yeah. They ended up deciding to leave the depths at some point and clearly have made lives for themselves. You notice as you approach the older of the group, uh, brown beard senior. Clearly the father of the other two has very, very calloused hands, as do most of the dwarven uh, folk from the depths. Um, You see, however, that his hair, uh, while long and shaggy, is actually tied into a very neat bun, which is a very uncommon thing for you to see. Typically in the depths, despite the uh, safety hazard of it, most of the dwarves just leave their hair long and just kind of let it run wild and free. If it gets caught into an axe, you know, you deserved it. You see that he is wearing kind of a interesting little cloth and tunic of sorts. Not something super fancy, but it's kind of behind what looks like an apron of sorts. He looks like he just essentially closed up shop and came here. Uh, you see he does still have 
It almost looks like the soot and dirt maybe buried buried into his skin, even though he hasn't lived in the depths for quite a while. He still looks like he has a bit of an ashy complexion almost. Mm. Um, you see next to him, however, are two younger dwarven men. Honestly, men is a bit of an exaggeration. They're more like boys, closer to your age probably. And you see that these are likely his sons. They look very much like him. They have the very, very squat nose. They have the long flowing hair, not as long as his, but theirs are tied into different kind of, one of them has it into like a high ponytail. The other kind of is uh, keeping it long and straight in the back. The father of the group looks at you, kind of looks up and down with an arched eyebrow. Terra, I imagine, from the Battlecry family. Yes, sir. You left the depths. Yes, sir. You look like shit. I feel like shit. Well, that's a compliment. Thanks. You look like shit, but that means you look alive. I... I don't want to go back. Hmm. I don't have but a penny to my name. And I was hoping for your help. <sighs> oh, excuse me. Uh, sons, this is uh, Tara from the Battlecry family. The only reason I recognize her is because uh, you always had a bit of a strangely nice singing voice for those depths, for the caves. My calls are widely heard. Thank you. Yes, very strange to have a nice-sounding call. Normally we just yell fuck down the caves and somebody listens and yells fuck back, but no, this one, she sings. And you see the two sons kind of look to their father and look at you. You sing. That is... me. Mm. Kind of look at each other and you see them kind of like exchange looks that only siblings can really exchange. Uh, clearly some kind of quiet conversation. You see them eyeing you a little bit, not like in a weird way, but just kind of like inspecting you and like looking back to each other. Again, you are wearing rags and covered in soot. I could use a, a fresh pair of clothes. Maybe uh, if you have any spare copper. Go ahead, actually, and give me a persuasion check with advantage. Because this is, so specifically, this is what you know, because we haven't talked about this before, but... Uh, the Brownbeer family was always one of the more uh, surface-minded thinking people as opposed to the depths-minded thinking people. They were always, like, their family was always thinking of trying to leave. Mm. And they were one of the very few families where when people were talking about, like, ah, yes, this is shit, our lives are shit, but we like shit. This is how we live. They were the ones that were like, but why do we live in shit? Ah, yes, the why, rebels. Yes, why do we live... In the, the depths, why do we never see daylight? Why do we have to deal with this? Why do we do all this menial labor for almost nothing? When we are skilled, we can work with metals, we can work with stone. So because of that, when, you know, they, they were able to maybe tell that you were not quite like the rest of the your cut, essentially. Um, so give me a persuasion check with advantage. Yes, so for, uh, for advantage rolls, you'll be rolling the 20-sided dice twice and taking the higher number. Eight. Fourteen. So nineteen. Yep, fourteen plus five is nineteen. Yes. Um, so just so describe yourself from from this person's perspective as you're trying to convince him to essentially give you money. Sir, I've I've always admired you, and I never I never understood why we couldn't just, as my dad would put it, enjoy our shit. <laughs> but. <laughs> God damn it. Continue. God damn it. Oh my god. But I I want more. I want so much more from life than than shit. And 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 when I saw the sun, I knew. I knew that you were right. You were right from the beginning. I don't belong down there. 
But I, I don't have any resources. And I know, I know I have no, no claim to, to your generosity. But as someone who is inspired by your determination, please assist me in my journey. You hear a slight sniffle from right next to you, and you notice that the the little feathery girl that had been keeping quiet the whole time kind of like <laughs> sniffles a little bit at this moving speech. You know she barely understands common, like she only knows like a little bit, but she's clearly moved by your words. And you see this tough stone forged dwarven man is kind of like you can see a little bit of a little bit of precipitation around his eyes. He holds up a hand. All right. If you ask me so pleadingly, if I yes, I have some some coin I can spare. Roll to see how much she's ever given. It's it's not much, but I I hope it helps. Um, and you see him kind of fishing through multiple pockets and stuff. And as he's doing this, he kind of describes to you. Since moving up here, we've started a small independent armory from the government. The sales aren't always the best, but if you're ever in the area. It's called Brownbeard's uh, Forge. Thank you, sir. He kind of fishes out coins and grabs your hand and pulls you kind of a little bit closer and looks at you in the eyes. Never go back down there. It's demoralizing to all of us dwarven folk down there. Yes, the money is alright for living, but no one should have to live like that. The cock. The cock. And he puts some coin in your hand and closes your hand around it before... Looking to the uh, the small avian girl, and he goes, A meal for her on me. You can put it on my tap, under brown beard. My sons and I are going to be heading out now, but fare thee well, young dwarf. And he kind of stands up, kind of brushes himself off. You do see, like, a number of crumbs in his, on his lap. Uh, and you do notice he was having some kind of pie before, and you see, like, it is demolished, <laughs> as are the two next to him. Um, you see one of the one of the, the sons kind of wipes off, like, a shitload of crumbs from his cheek. Uh, but the, as they walk off, the small avian girl wipes her tears and goes, Did you know them or something? In another life. I don't know what that means. Did you- are you dead? She starts to poke you. <laughs> you don't seem dead. You seem really, really- oh my gosh, that's so much dirt. You know, I'm really hungry. Oh, uh, yeah, um, here. Uh, you see she- she pulls out of, like, one of, uh, the- the pocket in her sundress a little piece of parchment as well as a tiny, really cheap quill. He kind of hands it to you and you see that there's, like, a small menu. Just write down what you want and hand it to one of the... And she points and you see that there is... Now that you're closer, you can barely see it. It's like a mostly transparent, slightly translucent little creature just sh like hobbling around. And as she points at it, you notice it stops. and kind of shuffles up to you and just waits next to you at the table. Just give the paper to this one and uh, Dad will cook it for you. Um, okay. Do you guys make shit? Uh, <laughs> shit? I'm sorry, I don't really know what people eat up here. Oh, um... Is that pie? Yeah, so we have is cottage it, pie with goat meat? Does it taste like shit? Does it taste like dirt? N no Yeah, that. Please, oh, that. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, you see she kind of, while staring at you, just slowly checks off a little box on this piece of paper and just, still keeping her eyes on you, grabs it and just deposits it on top of one of these little 
creatures and you see it scurries off to the kitchen. It'll be out for you in just a second. You see she glances towards the door and sees that nobody new has entered since doing this and she kind of excuses herself uh, and sits across from you. Are What's your name? I'm Tara. Tara Battlecry. Tara. Okay. Nice to meet you. Um, you are? Tawny. Tawny. Bravebeak. Interesting. How old are you, Tawny? Uh, see, she starts counting. Uh, and as opposed to using her hands, she instead lifts up her wings directly upwards, and you see, like, five feathers poking out on one and five feathers poking on the other. This many. It's, uh, thank you for helping me. Uh-huh. You're very, uh... You stink, by the way. Just just a little bit. There's a bathhouse around the corner if you want to go there. As soon as I get my food. Okay. Um, alright, I'll just... I'll just be over there then. And you see she quickly stands up and just kind of marches to the front before taking her spot. As the small avian girl who has introduced herself as Tawny moves to the door once more, doors swing open and slam against the wall. Like just just brutally loud. Wow. Uh, Everyone immediately flinches and looks at the door. And in the, the light of the doorway, a very strange, very wide creature stands as it kind of swaggers into the room, streaking its way in. And Eric, do you want to introduce your character? Tucker is a very tall turtle. He's about six and a half feet tall. He's a little skinny, though. You know, he's not really strong, so he's only 200 pounds, even though he's, he's six a and lank, a half He's a lanky turtle. Lanky turtle, yes. yes. You're not going to lose a fight to this guy. He's, he's young, he's only 15, and he's got this kind of ashy green skin underneath his shell. He's wearing a, a tunic, and he's got a belt with a rapier sheathed on the side, and he's got a small little coin purse attached to his belt on the other side, and he's just kind of scanning the room, looking around, getting a, a feel for who's inside. So, Tucker, you are actually here for a very specific reason. Someone went to the bounty board and stole the bounty that you were planning on grabbing this morning. You got from your resources and intel that they were going to be meeting here. You are looking for a small girl. That is all you know about her, is that she is a small girl. You don't know what race, appearance, anything like that. And as you scan the room, why don't you give me a perception check? So roll a d20 and add perception. Not happy about that vague description. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've got a couple small girls. (laughs) Alright, so I've got a 10. Perception is plus 4, so that's 14. 14? You immediately clock this tiny, very, very dirty, and wearing only rags <laughs> dwarven girl who is sitting by herself kind of drumming her fingers impatiently uh, as you notice her you, you you're kind of tuning out but there is a, a small avian girl in front of you as well that is clearly like the receptionist who is trying to just kind of like sir 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 but you are fully ignoring her you see this small dwarven girl 
And as you look at her, as a matter of fact, you see her eyes light up as a pie starts floating across the room towards her. What do you do? When you say that someone stole my bounty, can you explain that a little more? Essentially, there is a kind of town hall in which requests are put up by the local government. Mm -hmm. And specifically, these are bounty hunter requests for people to catch or kill people or creatures from other kingdoms that are trespassing. In this particular case, you had intel from someone that you know that there is going to be a rather high-ranking bounty coming in and you really want to grab it for yourself. However, before you're able to, from what you heard, a tiny girl snuck in and stole the fucking bounty right before anyone, it was actually released to anyone. And you need that paper to actually even get access and, detail, and know the details of where to find this creature, as well as to get your reward. So in this bounty system... Only one bounty hunter can go after a bounty mm-hmm. at a time? Not necessarily one, but one uh, group can. Mm-hmm. It's it's essentially considered almost like suicide to go after one of these creatures by yourself. But whoever it was took it and presumably is going to make a group or something like that and is getting ready to track down a monster. Got it. So competition of getting the correct yes. bounty is very important. Yes. And this little shit just stole mine. <laughs> yep. I don't know who you're calling little shit, all right? (laughs) Well, I don't know either yet. (laughs) We haven't met. (laughs) All right, and there is a pie floating towards her eager face, and she matches the description. Uh, All you know is it was a little girl. I will say, give me an insight check. Ooh, I got four. A six. Uh, She could be the girl. You don't know for sure. Okay. No, he rolled a two. So two oh no, yes, yeah. that two. was the two plus two oh, was yeah. four. So six. No, 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 two plus two is four. Oh, oh goodness. Well, same result. Okay. Yeah. You have okay. no idea. This girl <laughs> looks like she, I mean, all you got from your intel was small girl stole. Small girl stole. Okay. How many other small girls are in the room? Uh, only the little avian girl. Okay. But she's irrelevant. At the other table, as a matter of fact, at the other two tables, there's one where there's uh, a few people that look like they're maybe town guard off duty. They don't normally care about like what normal citizens do. They really just care about like mm-hmm. foreign threats and stuff like that. There's also another table that has a halfling, an elf, and a human. They all look like kind of menial labor workers um, of different kinds. You could probably figure out exactly what if you really like investigated them. And then there's just this dwarven girl sitting by herself. The pie, as it floats through the air, is it by itself just floating uh you do distinctly notice a little bit of a illusory creature underneath it okay so what i'm gonna do is walk up and grab the pie from the whatever creature is holding it you scoop the pie he scoops the pie and walk towards this little dirty girl hey and ask her is this yours well, it sure as hell ain't yours. My girl, I was just giving it to you. But might I ask, have you heard of any contracts lately? Contracts? I'm sorry. I'm not from around here. I don't really know what you're talking about. But I know that's my pie! Would you like to size her up and see if she's telling the truth? Yeah, yeah. Can I do that? Let's do opposed roles. Uh, Kylie, give me a deception check, and Eric, give me an insight check. Eight. Sixteen. Wait. <laughs> what, is not, not, what am I this rolling is, This is absolute insight. <laughs> insight. Oh, God, I'm not a very insightful person. Only plus two, so I'm at ten, you're at twenty. <laughs> uh, what does he believe? What do you believe? What do no, I no, believe? you are telling him. Oh, I am telling you what you, you believe. He, he's, he tried to do a bullshit test on you, and you thoroughly passed in flying colors. 
if you put down my pie, we won't have a problem. So you put down my pie, and you sit down, squinting at me, wondering if I truly took the bounty, and I am bullshitting you. But I give you no clues. Zero clues. Just angry and small. Tucker, what she says is what you feel. I feel it deeply. Very well, little girl. You may have your pie. Proceed to sit down and squint and interrogate me about my backstory. Hmm? Uh, you see this massive turtle kind of begrudgingly puts down the pie in front of you and pulls up the chair. Is slowly pulls <laughs> the, ta- the chair back. It's very squeaky and sits down in front of you. So, Tara, this weird—you probably have never actually seen one of these before. This weird, large reptilian fuck just sits in front of you. You see behind him, towards the entrance, Tawny, really kind of just like saw what was going on, kind of thought to help maybe deal with it or something, thought better of it. She is also like maybe a tenth of his size. You see, she she's kind of looking at you concerned, but she sees that you seem to be handling it actually pretty well. Yeah, look, uh, dwarves were very tribal creatures, okay? So when I talk to the brownbeards, I talk to them with the utmost respect and kindness that I show my people. But you, sir... Not only did you come between me and my first taste of not shit food, but you also had the audacity to be like, I'm not going to give this to you until you give me some fucking answers. And I was like, you're not going to get any fucking answers until I get my pie pal. So yeah, uh, as Tucker, you slowly kind of sit down, trying to kind of reevaluate how to deal with this strange little dwarf girl. You see across from you, uh, this dwarven girl, her eyes are white as saucers as she sees this pie in front of her. These are smells that you have never smelled before. They smell delicious. They smell savory. They're so much better than like the cave beetles that you're used to on like a good day. You literally can feel saliva starting to form as you're staring at this. And you notice strange little little objects have been placed with this pie. Uh, it's like a weird circular thing at the end of a weird looking stick. No idea what it's for exactly, but yeah. Huh. I'm going to proceed to eat the whole thing with my hand. Okay. You see, uh, Tucker, you see the small girl start just fucking tearing into this thing. Maybe burning your hands a little bit, but at this point you're so hungry you don't care. You're just fully just... Tears. Tears are coming out of my eyes. I- imagine a little bit of snot dribble as well. Best <laughs> oh, this food is I've just ever like had. Tucker's in shock right now looking at you eat like this. He He's like, what the fuck? She's not touching the fork. She's not sitting proper. What is up with this little girl? She's kind of crying, but she looks very happy. Like This scene in front of Tucker is just so disorienting. You're getting like, very, very bad memories of the poverty that you grew up with. In terms of the other turtle children, the other like children of poverty, in terms of how they were interacting, but this is this is just extreme. Oh yeah, this is this is like a completely other level from what Tucker is used to. She's so desperate. She's, I'm having a religious experience. She's literally just having a goat meat pie. It's not even expensive or anything. It, it's just a pie. It's like showing someone the the first taste of mcdonald's fries i am blown away with emotion and with how shit my life has been (laughs) uh she's eating do you do anything no i'm i'm just gonna sit there a little dumbfounded and watch and wait for her to finish a little bit of time passes uh you see some of the other tables do just scooch a little bit further away you see there is pieces of food flying 
a little bit, just just a little bit onto the ground and such, but you're not really noticing. You do notice, however, uh, Tucker, you haven't really been to this establishment before. You've heard of this establishment, but you haven't been. You know about the family that owns it. And as you would expect, as food is flying onto the ground, you see that it is being picked up immediately. What is the name of this establishment? The Twin Feathers Tavern. It is owned by a lovely Aarakocra family, the Brave Beaks. They are also, you would know, former wizards that were actually not like super powerful, but definitely strong enough to where you should probably not, you know, fuck around here and like try to threaten someone in public. That's exactly what I just did. Well, it's more so like you shouldn't draw your weapon on someone. Oh, okay. I see, I see. You also... So so some slight intimidation is is fine. fine, But some undertable dealing is expected. But as soon Mm -hmm. as it becomes possibly violent, as a matter of fact, as you kind of think about this and think a little bit you remember something very specific and you look up and you see there are two owls staring down at you and they seem to have been watching you since you entered it is it's not the aarakocra family but it is their familiars it is a snowy white owl and a large horned owl and they're both peering intently at you and from what you know what little you know about wizards very likely these can either communicate with them directly or they can see through these owls' eyes. Alright, so I definitely get the impression that I'm being watched carefully. Well, you did enter and, like, while you didn't threaten someone with violence, you were still antagonistic. So they're just probably making sure that you're not trying anything. Okay. <laughs> Tucker, is there anything else you would like to do as she's eating? As she's eating? Um, am I hungry? Uh... Not too hungry. It's a little bit later in the day at this point. It's afternoon. You probably already had your meal at home. What I imagine for Tucker, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is after being in essentially like as a royal pet for so long, you probably watched how the servants made their food. So I imagine you probably don't go for like cheap stuff like this. You probably either make your own food or go and get fancy shit. Do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I think that that's very accurate to how Tucker would feel. So you're you're maybe like just staring at this pie and just shaking your head like the the crinkled edges look so unsavory. Like how did they disperse the, the meat, meat inside? And yet this 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 dwarf girl is just does not give the slightest fuck. Is not like savoring any of the taste. Um, you notice like the the placement of the meat and the veggies is very very bad. There's like a lot of meat in one corner and like the rest of it's all veggies. It's it's, it's in your eyes. It's horrid. So otherwise, are you just sitting there and watching her eat? Well, I'm not sure what my motivation should be now, because she was my one lead, and she has deceived me (laughs) into not thinking it's her. You know that the meeting point was here. That was the other piece of information that you knew, and that's why you came here. You knew it was a little girl that stole it, and you knew that they were coming here. Mm-hmm. So you do see that there is still a little avian girl at the front desk, although, one, you know not to probably threaten her, because you'll probably get your ass beat. Well, I know who she is. She's you the do daughter she of the is. owners. Correct. I wouldn't suspect her. No. Because I know that she's training to be part of this family establishment, Essentially, not yeah. to be a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. You do see she nervously walks over to you. Um, do, do you want to order some food? No, thank you. Okay, do you, do you want any 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 liquor or alcohol? What do you have? Uh we, we you see she shakily pulls out a piece of paper and extends it and you you do also by the way i mentioned earlier but there is kind of to the far back of the corner there is kind of a a reception desk because this is a tavern there's also like it's an inn and tavern there's rooms so you can stay in here um but you see that her mother uh, you know that her mother is kind of in the back as well we we have some local l's and drafts 
Um, they go for about five copper each. Quick question: What is uh, what would be an expensive drink? <laughs> oh, uh, probably <laughs> like, like a, a like a right. Uh, probably a silver for like a little bit more of an expensive drink, and you can definitely get drinks for like a gold. Can we assume that copper is similar to dollars? No. No. It's like cents. Cents. Okay. In terms, you you're not gonna be able to find a direct translation in terms of like currency and stuff like that. It doesn't mm-hmm. really fit because it's yeah. Okay. So um. Wait. Just so I get a sense of this economy, mm. so I know how to use my money. Mm. Uh, what would be like a uh, rapier? What would that go for? I was just going to say, what's a standard? A fish? A taco? Usually, in, in, in American dollars, I use the taco standard. How many tacos is that, right? A typical rapier runs you about 25 gold. 25 gold? Correct. Okay. That kind of makes sense, though. Wait, wait. How much for a pair of shoes? That's a good standard. Mm, yeah. Shoes. It depends if it's enchanted. Usually magic. Unenchanted. Walking. Boot. Boot. Magic items and weapons will usually be really expensive compared to just commodities. Like yeah. Food and um, basic items. There's like a standard cost sheet, as a matter of fact. Maybe 5e standard living costs. Um, expenses, there we go. Oh, so let me correct the, the, the numbers I gave earlier. So a, a mug of ale, typically, as far as you know, would run you about five uh, four copper. Four copper. Like for a typical one, a gallon would run you about two silver pieces. There will be like really fine wines, like a bottle of it will be like ten gold. Ooh. Okay, and I only have seven. Correct. If I were to, I will say this because I know where you're trying to go, and I will say this: your character does know of a cheap fancy wine, like a fancy cheap wine, mm-hmm. or like the it has like a an interesting name and stuff, but it's like it, it's kind of like a fake fancy wine, so to speak. Oh, but perfect. So like it gives the impression of superiority yes. while still being discounted. Yes. Not one you know goes for a gold per glass. So it's still pretty damn expensive, but like it's not gonna break the bank for you necessarily. Okay, and then is there already a set name for this one? There is. It's called Devulo. 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 Oh. This will be drinking a lot. What's up? I was gonna say the fancy turtle has fancy taste. Yes. <laughs> but I did have a question regarding the money. What's up? So it, it you did mention that it was in tens, correct? Mm. It's based on a ten ten system. Ten copper equals one silver, ten silver equals one gold, ten gold equals one platinum. Okay. Platinum? Mm. Ooh. Mm. Those exist. Mm. People have them. Mm-hmm. Okay. My show used to have a lot actually. <laughs> how much would it be to spend the night somewhere? Because that's something we'll be doing. Cool lodging costs for like a really squalid inn would be like seven copper. Poor would be a silver, modest would be five silver, comfortable eight silver, wealthy two gold, aristocratic four gold. You, your character, would highly unlikely go for anything less than modest. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking because I've only got seven gold, I'll probably be trying to stretch it a bit. But modest is probably the lowest. Yeah, I'll sleep in the fucking closet. Yeah, you don't have any standards. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that all being said, what are you going to order anything? Uh, yes, I would like a glass of Devulo. Devulo? Yes, Devulo. Okay, uh, let, let me go and get one of those for you. Uh, I, you see she starts kind of flipping through papers to try to figure out what cost it is. You get the sense that she's still very new to selling alcohol specifically, and she kind of 
glances over at her mother in the back, and you see... Do you look over to see what she's looking at? Yeah. You see, as you turn, her mother lifts up one finger without really looking up to denote one gold, um, and you see Tawny, who I haven't been introduced to yet. Tawny kind of, oh, uh, that'll be one gold. Okay. For, for a glass, right? For the bottle. For, for the bottle? Uh, that'll be... And you see she kind of frantically looks over again, like... B- bottle like kind of starts motioning with her hands uh and you see her mom kind of like puts a finger on her chin for a moment before kind of shrugging putting up five Thanks, guys. Oh really considering spending 80% of his money <laughs> <laughs> on this one. Stunks. Well, when you originally said the prices, I thought it was for a bottle of wine was one gold. So I was like, oh, that's a good deal. They sell it with a Now I'm getting it for just a glass. Well, this a, f- is... a fine bottle is 10 gold. Oh, yeah. That's like the fancy ones. This is a mm. discount fancy, so How, five gold. I mean, yeah, I guess wine is expensive. Yeah. They got to grow it somewhere else, I guess. Also, it's worth noting in this world, like, most wine is in caskets. So to ask for a bottle specifically is a little bit, like... Awesome. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Fantasy world, yeah. so... I don't know what Glass is. bottles are... Yeah. Casket is, like, uh, think of, like, a wooden barrel, essentially. But small. Yeah. Like, you could carry a casket. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. The precursor to wine bags, so to speak. Right. <laughs> They're in boxes at Costco. Though. The boxed wine winos. I'll offer... I'd like to offer four gold for the bottle of wine. Uh, are we... I don't... I don't think we... I can call my mom? Dude. You see, she kind of ducks her head and scurries to the back. Um, and as you watch, uh, you are almost finished with your pie, by the way. But as you... Uh, as Tucker, as you watch, you see uh, she kind of tries to explain something to the older avian woman in the back, who you know as... Use, brave beak, and you see she kind of, with one finger, just lifts up the tiny spectacles that are resting on her beak, looks to you, and kind of looks at you up and down. You see, actually, give me a perception check as you're kind of looking and see if you notice something. Perception, 12 plus 4, 16. You notice her eyes turn milky white for a moment. Ooh, I don't like that. Uh, So that implies magic, right? Yes. After about six seconds... She, her eyes regain their color and she shakes her head. And to you now, lifts up five. Fine, I'll take the glass. Okay. Uh, so Tawny walks back over and is like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I tried to ask for you, but she said five. I'll take one glass. Okay, that'll be one gold. You flick it at her. Like, you, uh, you flick like you would flick a coin. Like, flip a coin. Like, yeah. Bing. You flip the coin to her. She kind of hastily, like, tries to catch it, definitely drops it, has to, like, pick up. Explain coin flipping without thumbs, dear sir. Oh, oh, so oh he's putting it in put, his palm. He's putting put a bottle cap in his palm. One palm. And then use the other palm oh, actually. to flick upward. That actually works surprisingly well. Okay. So yes, just a, a two-hand flick movement. It, okay. You have to put a lot of effort into this. Like I really wanted to disrespect this girl. <laughs> yeah, this is this is so intentional here. Okay. Uh, but you see, she it, you do knock it a little bit sideways, and she kind of has to like chase it a little bit. But she uh, once she picks it up, she's very quickly just nods and is like, uh, y- yes, right away. Writes down something on a note and hands it to an unseen servant. As she is walking, or as the unseen servant is presumably bringing you a drink, Tara, you finished uh, eating your food at last. You witnessed this interaction, by the way, but it was kind of in the back of your head. You were just more like, food, 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 food. I uh, realized something had happened that should have happened in between two events, and Mm. now I'm worried that I ate 
the money. Oh, you did not eat the money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I had money in my hand, and then I started eating. You, the you pie didn't with have to. Hands. Yeah, no, you didn't. You didn't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> Poor Tara was so hungry that she ate her copper. I will say, for for hilarity's sake, though, you do end up realizing that you were essentially eating with one hand closed. And as you're realizing this, you, like, unclench that hand and you see very, very greasy coins fall into your now empty little container of pie. And you're like, ah, yes. How many coins? Four silver and 87 copper. Excellent. That's more than I had before. So now you're at 89, I believe. Yeah. You no longer have two copper to rub. Correct. You have a lot more. You have two silver to rub. I have four. You have four. I can make little, what do they call? I can make little castanets almost. Oh, yes. <laughs> I open my hand and these coins fall. I'm uh, still a little suspicious of this turtle. And I didn't miss your wine conversation. And I'm like, I- I'm even more off-put. I, I think... Now that you're uh, you're a dick to everyone, okay? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. As far as you know, yes. So I'm going to open up my hand and see these coins, and then I'm going to close it very quickly, look at the turtle, put them in my pocket, and say, What do you want? You're not going to wipe those coins before you put them in your pocket? The world is shit and shit is on it. You're disgusting. Can I help you? What do you know about bounty hunter contracts? Bounty hunter contracts? Are you a bounty hunter? Do you need to know? Will you let me leave here? Do you need to leave? You sound like a politician. You sound like somebody who... (laughs) Who wants me to believe. Quick question, Jonathan. What's the name on the contract? There is no name, there's a description. It is. Do I only know the cost of the contract and nothing else, or do I? Have uh, you would know that it is most likely specifically to catch something like a demon, or possibly uh, an aberration that slipped in, or sometimes goblin kind slip in, um, dragon kind. It would not be another mortal, although all of those creatures do have their own ways to disguise themselves as well. I'm looking for a very specific contract. That went missing today at the town hall. Well, are you going to get paid once you find this contract? Well, the contract is worth some value inherently. But you have to have the skills to complete the contract. Tara's interest is sparked. She believes she has been called upon by fate. This is a very fateful day for her. She's had a lot of experiences. She knows that she has no idea what you're talking about, but she's trying to be really stealthy and incognito and talk like she knows what she's talking about. Uh, she's only 14, so we're all children here! <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> God, I forgot. This is like a middle school drama. <laughs> yes! And uh, we're all children here, and she is uh, trying to figure out Uh, how this world works without being exposed to the fact that she has no idea how this world works. Tara, would you like to make an insight check to see if you can kind of gather what this person is talking about? Yes, because my my intelligence is low. What's your insight, though? Plus one? Four. 
So, oh, is that a three turning into a four? No, that's a four turning into a five. These are all really foreign concepts to you. Bounty hunters, politicians, even. You, you've you heard the word politician because your family will, like, talk about them, but you don't know what the fuck it is. No, you don't, I'm just... You don't know what a bounty hunter is. You don't know what a bounty is. Just trying to sound like I know what's going on. <laughs> the only reason you know about Town Hall is because that's actually next to where you were the entrance to the depths is. But you don't really know much about any of this. But you did hear money. Uh, so I understand the idea of a bounty. I understand of going and yes, yes. You just don't really know. You can't really gather much from what is what he's talking about. Right. I don't know what bounties, where they are, what they look like. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So in that case, I'm a little piqued by this money, and uh, I still have no idea what you're talking about. But I tell you very frankly, and and you try to believe in my honesty. Hopefully, we'll see. Look. I crawled out of a hole today, and I don't plan on going back. But thanks to a very generous friend of mine, I may be able to live here. But that won't be the case if I think you're a threat. So tell me, do you think that I am involved in your bounty? What's your name, girl? Tara Battlecry. Tara. I'm Tucker Shelby. No, I don't think that you are involved with these contracts. But I like your spirit. Thanks. It's the first nice thing you said. You know you're kind of shit. I get that sometimes. As you guys are having this intense, intense stare down, you do not notice the doors kind of creak open slightly. You guys are kind of almost just eye to eye, essentially, this tall ass Toto and this very tiny dwarven girl just kind of staring each other down. You guys do not hear the doors swing open, nor do you hear squeals of delight. They don't really register in your ears as Tawny hugs her friend who enters through the front. Why don't you introduce your character? Michelle. Ah, so my character is a 13-year-old druid who is 4 foot 11, but is going to be one of those people that claims to be 5 foot. I weigh about 50 pounds. I have green eyes and light gray skin. Oh, I just realized I called myself a druid. I'm an Asimar. class <laughs> <laughs> druid. But as Asimars are, I have light gray skin and blonde hair. I have braided pigtails and I wear my leather armor as a crop top, which is kind of an obscene fashion for this era. But I, you know, I make it work. I don't give yeah. a damn about my reputation. <laughs> <laughs> you let go of your longtime friend, and you feel as you let go, you feel the stolen a piece of parchment still in your back pocket you let go of tawny and tawny just kind of examines you oh my goodness i'm so glad you're here there's so many weirdos here today oh my god hi bestie hi bestie i I love you so much i love love you so much too have you did you do something new with your skin Girl, I I put on my favorite pearlesque mask, which I, I know we don't really have access to pearls, but you know, like yeah, well, it's it's formula. the it's the fake stuff. It's yeah. the fake stuff. It's fine. Just it's the bestie secret. Okay, no one yeah, else needs to know. I'll share it with you, babe. Don't worry about it. Of course. So how did it how did it go? I got it. You got it? Yeah. Oh my god! Your parents are gonna kill. Your dad's gonna kill you if he finds out. I know, but I just I really need this material. 
Uh, I don't know if it's worth it to do something so dangerous, though. You know how exp how dangerous these bounties are. Girl, you know how much I love my charms. I. Uh, okay, well, it's the new one, right? The 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 lunar stone that came out. You that's that's the one we're talking about. Yes. The, the freaking one that's like fifty gold. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so expensive. Are you going to be able to do it by yourself, though? I've heard those are really dangerous. Um, I don't know. To be honest, if, if I need help, I can ask for, for help from anybody, right? People That's are true. nice. Yeah, people are nice. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh... <laughs> people are nice. <laughs> Meanwhile... Help with your bounty on your contract. Meanwhile, in the back, just staring each other down, a little bit of pie residue still dripping from her mouth. Do we notice that she's even? You guys are. I'll say that this is happening as you guys are having this intense conversation. Okay, so we're very like hyper focused yes. on each other, even though our goal is just twenty feet away. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, my goal. I don't I'll know say if it's your goal yet. I'll say, as a matter of fact, so to explain what happened this morning, our lovely druid, or rather, what happened last night, late last night, our lovely friend Davina decided to do something very very spectacular and turn into a mouse and snuck into a building that contained the basically snuck into town hall and found the area where the bounties were typically released in the morning and decided to steal something directly off the bulletin boards so when all of the morning rush came in for all of the prospect bounty hunters they saw that one notable area was missing question what's up did I know what that was and did I have a did I have a motive behind it? You knew what it was. You knew that if you could get people to help you kill this thing, uh, or capture it, whatever it was, that you would get a substantial amount of gold. And like you mentioned, there is a specific trinket you're trying to get your hands on. Okay. But yeah, so as you survey the room, Davina, because you do know you need friends, uh, why don't you roll me a perception check? Eight. Eight. Uh, I mean, you see three tables of people. There's one where it's like people with like they might be town guard or something like that uh they're like different races um there's another where it's like three people that you've seen around before at this because you, you you've gone to the tavern a lot but you don't really know them or anything like that so you recognize those people vaguely there is one table however that is probably the people that tawny was talking about and you see a filthy dwarven girl in rags with remnants of a pie just plastered on her face still kind of dripping a little bit onto the table and across from her staring as intently as she is into each other's eyes is a tall turtle you haven't seen many turtles before but you've met one before i'll say and this turtle is very lanky but is also similarly staring down this dwarven girl they both look like stubborn as they're stubborn as all hell i see I'm going to lock eyes with them. They are not looking at you at all. They are just engrossed with each other. Just Honestly, you aren't able to tell if it's like animosity or like a weird like lover's Perver relationship yeah. or something. <laughs> it, it's kind of hard oh, to tell. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's weird sparks across this table. <laughs> Between the, the turtle and the dirty dwarf. <laughs> Six, nine. Three, nine. <laughs> What a pair. Good God. God, I have to completely reimagine how we look at this table now, because I must be towering over Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You and are, like, like, drawing like a shadow on her. Who somehow <laughs> deceived me and, like, overpowered me in the conversation. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, Davina, this is the strange group that you see, and Tawny notices that you're staring at them, and she kind of leans in and goes, The little 
the the dwarven girl who really needs a haircut and new clothes she just kind of wandered in earlier um if you remember the the brown beards the dwarves that came up recently oh yeah she 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 kind of seemed to know them and then the asshole that followed her uh the the tall turtle guy they almost got in a fight a second ago but it looks like they're done she he looks like he or he was yelling something about like looking for someone like a little girl is he talk do you think he's talking about you he looks like a oh my gosh wait do you see that little pointy stick by his side maybe that's his weapon am i famous i think you're fit maybe oh they'll want God. your autograph yeah it's fine uh dad's watching from the back right now anyways okay she she kind of points up and you see the barn out the 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 great horned owl is as a matter of fact its eyes are glowing milky white right now and you know that to be when her parents are looking through the eyes of the owls it's fine. Just go talk to them. See what happens. Okay. She, she kind of pats you on the shoulder. She pats you on the shoulder. She pats you on the shoulder and then pulls out like a random little rock and like rubs it on your shoulder. <laughs> you got this. You got this. And then Thanks, puts it back. Girl. You got this. Okay. And I'm going to skip forward to them. <laughs> just completely happy-go-lucky, not aware of the situation at all and just be like, Hi, guys. You guys look so nice. I, like, I, I don't want to bother anything, though. Like, I noticed this kind of like weird tension going on. Are you guys lovers? As you skip forward, give me a deck saving throw. Oh my god, she's gonna trip. Oh! Ten? Plus? Oh, zero. Uh, a ten? As you are skipping forward, you accidentally trip over the unseen servant that was carrying a glass of wine, and it shatters against the table. Whoopsie daisies! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm just so clumsy. I, I hope that wasn't too expensive. You just dropped my glass of wine. Is the um, invisible creature covered in it? Uh, no, it's not. No. Okay, so we don't know if it's still there or not. Uh, I mean, no, you don't, I guess. Oh, your wine? Ew, why would you drink that? I can rec- recommend you a better drink. Oh, really? Yeah, have you tried... Hold on, let me pull up my little, um, my Seder Bucks list. Have you tried the Muddy Greenwood Tipicino with Mermaid Tears and Mint Leaves? That sounds horrid. It's bomb. You have to try it. <laughs> I am cringing so hard right now. <laughs> Why don't you buy screen. me one and I'll try it? Yeah, sure. How much does it cost? I'd like to leave the table. <laughs> <laughs> or are you actually going to leave the table? Not this one. <laughs> it's the tavern table. No, I'm, that's what I mean. Yes. Are you going to start standing up? I'd like to leave. Uh, you start to stand up to possibly walk away. Girlie, don't leave. I need to talk to you too. I am going to reach out a dirty, disgusting hand towards her and say, I was just going to go to the bathhouse next door. Oh, <laughs> and don't worry, girlie. I'm used to dirt and all of that goo. I, I go to the forest all the time to pick up some herbs and ingredients for my parents' bakery, so I it's all good. You shake her hand. And I shake her hand, sorry. Yeah. I will say this much. Tara, up to this point, everyone's been kind of disgusted by how you look and seem. I picked up on that and I'm trying to use it as a weapon against you. She actually doesn't seem to care at all. I am surprised by this. I'm going to put my hand on her shoulder, which is a a dwarven greeting, as opposed to shaking her hand. So she's going to go to shake my hand, and I'm going to put my hand on her shoulder and shake her, which is a dwarven thing. (laughs) Uh, This this feels like a very fun cultural thing to you. Oh, that's nice. I recognize that she is a child. 
you are also a child. Question. Around the same age. Earlier I said I was 14, but now I realize what 13 sounds like, so I've decided I am 17. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the thing is, too, you have to remember is that different races have different ages of maturity. Okay. He's, for example, 15, but Tortles mature a lot faster. Oh, how about this? Hmm? I am 14 depth years. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Also, in terms of maturity, her character ranges more like an eight in terms of human. I see. Even though the age is closer, does that make sense? Because you guys are all we're actually basically all the same age, but because we're different races, yep. we're different levels of maturity. mental yeah. maturity. Yeah. Like okay. if you guys were dealing with an elf right now, it would actually be a t- like a toddler. Okay. Who's uh, I out of dwarves and turtles? Who lives longer? Dwarves by a lot. Wow. Turtle turtles don't live. Basically, live to about fifty or sixty. How long do dwarves live? Hundred twenty. Oh, so maybe you should be a bit older it's, so that your maturity it's, matters. It's, right. it, that's but not, saying, it doesn't scale directly. He's saying 120 of years as we know it, and the depths doesn't track with the sun. So in the depths, a year is m- closer to 400 days than 365. So I am 14. If you scale that up, I'm in my mid-20s. I am at the time when which I would be bearing children as it were. Okay, so we can stop flexing age dicks now. <laughs> well, I'm 50. I just need to know if you're an small. old man. He is not. I am not. What's I the am, maturity level? I am like young adult. Young like adult. early 20s. College I think, student. Is the, the level of maturity okay. for this. And journal. you're a kiddo. <laughs> yeah. You're okay. a child. You just exactly. like skipped up I'm and fucked small. up my wine. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I feel a lot better about that. Okay. So, with that in mind... She takes your dwarven greeting and does not seem disgusted by it. If anything seems intrigued and interested. You see her eyes actually light up a little bit, like, oh. (laughs) I'm going to insist on taking a bath. I realize that I am repulsing people around me, and although I am comforted by the fact that I did not repulse her and she let me do a... (laughs) I would love... I don't know why I'm convinced that Dwarvish has a lot of... But down there, what you gonna do? <laughs> Although I am comforted by the fact that she is not disgusted by me, I'm going to say to this young child, Honey, I need a bath. Oh, no worries. I, I get you. I get you, girl. Don't worry. I'm gonna go around the corner to the bathhouse. As you start to leave, you see... Or rather, you hear a eloquent voice from the back. Oh, wait... Leaving so soon? I am displeased. No one will let me eat. Please, no please. one will let me bathe. I, it is shit as they have proclaimed. No, no, no. I, I need to apologize for... And you turn to see a eloquent tall avian man wearing a chef's apron, wielding a wand in one hand kind of offhandedly and a wooden spoon in the other. He kind of moves through the room with grace, navigating with expert position. You also notice that his wings are tucked in, and although they are clearly massive, he doesn't bump into any tables or anything like that. You see as he approaches, the barn owl, or the great horned owl, rather, kind of swoops down and lands on his shoulder, um, and he cracks a small avian smile to you. Please, I'm always interested in new travelers to my tavern. My name is Kugaf. Kugaf Breakbeak. Kugaf, unless you can get me a bath. Oh, you are a little bit filthy. You see he flicks his wand a few times, and the dirt from you from top to bottom kind of just evacuates off of your body onto the ground. 
I am suddenly cleaned. <laughs> yes. It just, like, it, it isn't skin deep, but it's more so just, like, surface deep. Kind of, like, all of us, a lot of, like, the soot and dirt just kind of, like, starts to pool and kind of shake off of you without you moving. And after he's done with that, you notice his wand changes a different color to, like, a bright purple. And he just points it at you. And you suddenly smell very sweet. You wouldn't recognize the smell. She smells like strawberries. <laughs> Ooh. So, I hope that's better. I don't know exactly what scent you want it to be smelled as, but any day a creature from the depths decides to crawl up and go into my tavern is an interesting day for me. Please, please sit. There's spots for everyone. And, sir, I must apologize to my friend's child for your wine. I have bought you a bottle to compensate you. And you see he pushes a bottle towards you. I appreciate that, Kuga. Pleasure. You... Seem vaguely familiar, are you... Ah, I recognize you slightly. You deal a little bit in the underground, correct? From time to time. Thievery, assassinations, the like. Let's not put a name to all my deeds. Right. Well, as long as no violent actions happen under my tavern, I don't care anyone can come in. Oh, you needn't worry about that at all, Kruger. Wonderful. And I hope that no one thinks to threaten my child or any of the friends of my children under this roof as well. And you see he kind of gestures very slightly to Tawny, who, as a reminder, was kind of, like, scared of you earlier. Oh, I would never dream of threatening her, Kuga. Wonderful. Davina, you are in trouble. I haven't told your dad yet, but you know stealing bounty papers is a very large issue. There are, are you planning on going bounty hunting? I used to do that in my youth, and it's part of how I built this place, but it's very, very dangerous. I need the money. I really need that charm, sir. I... He turns to you, Tucker, and he kind of just shakes his head. I'll never understand the youth and their interest in charms and such. You look upset. Oh, well, this morning I was looking for a very special contract, and it seems... Davina over here somehow procured it before anyone else could. I'm gonna take out my broom really quickly and just like pretend to be like sweeping the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, Davina does have a broom strapped to her back. Yes. As well as a heart-shaped fucking baking sheet. A wooden (laughs) baking sheet. You see Kugaf kind of just shakes his head and like lowers it a little bit. Davina? Yeah? Your father's going to be very disappointed about this. I will tell you what, I too once was young, not much older than you are as a matter of fact, and adventures called for me. And in that time I did meet Use as a matter of fact. Do you think I can meet my soulmate if I go on adventures too? Perhaps. But these are very dangerous bounties. If you don't have a party to go with you to try and capture these monsters that have traveled to our kingdom, then you really should just return the bounty. I I, I cannot no. in good consciousness let you go by yourself. No, it's okay, sir. I have my protection crystals. I have told you many times that I have casted Identify in those, and they are not magical. Yes, they are. How did your parents raise such? You to really take after your mother so much. Thanks, yeah. Uh, okay. We're like sisters. But as I was saying... Weird. Unless you can procure, or, I, look, I cannot in good faith let you go off by yourself. This is very reckless. I'm imagining, by the way, that Tucker has popped the top of the wine bottle. Oh yeah, I'm just these guys sipping on me? it as I oh. watch this conversation, waiting for anything interesting to come up. And then I'm going to be like, then can these guys go with me? Are either of you strong at all? I mean, I know you 
What are you curious? You aren't the type to do bounties. Not of that sort, at least. No, you're, you're more so... You're, you're, <laughs> I thought I was. <laughs> well, no, you, you've done much smaller scale stuff. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, okay. I thought I was... Okay. Cool. And you are a I'm, dwarf from the depths. I'd like to roll to figure out if I have figured out what's going on and tied <laughs> what Eric was talking about with Tucker. the amount of Tucker. Sorry. What Tucker was talking about with the amount of the bounty to what the stealing and the father... Sure. Go uh, ahead and roll me an insight check. Alright, you're not her father, but father figure-ish. Yeah. Plus one insight. Twenty! Nat 20? Nat 20. 20 of the session. I'll drink to that. Um, cheers. cheers. Cheers, cheers to the Nat oh. 20. Oh, you want to hand Michelle a drink? Oh, yeah. Thank you. I was like, I can't, like, <laughs> cheers your hand, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> the sound what is are you doing? I'm too young. <laughs> Yay. So, with a nat 20, Tara, this is what you are able to put together. First and foremost, a hundred gold, fuck ton of gold. Even divided three ways. 33 gold, still a fuck ton of gold. That could set you. Like, put you set, basically, for, like, months. Was it the contract that I had 50 gold? Or is that just what... You, the, the, the price is 50 for the trinket. Oh, okay. You Your character was probably going to just either pocket the rest of it, or use it mm. to hire people to help, or something like that. Okay. As this conversation's going on, can I also roll to see if I can tell what she is? Like, yes, is yes, she yes, special? Yes, yes, yes. Let me first finish up with the nat 20, though, because that basically reveals all the info related to it. Other things that you would know... From what it sounds like, from what Kugaf is mentioning, these are dangerous missions kind of to go on. However, Kugaf did it when he was younger, when he was around your guys' age as well. So it must be dangerous, but it must not be impossible. It must just be pretty dangerous. It sounds like you'd be able to make a hell of a lot more money from this than from working as a blacksmith or as like a menial labor person. And you don't really have the necessary skills for that quite yet, unfortunately. The best bet you currently have is to go to the Brownbeard's Forge and try to learn from them. That is your absolute best bet currently. This sounds like your ticket out of going back to the depths. And Eric, you said you wanted to roll... Okay, I'll say uh, everyone roll insight on each other to see (laughs) what they're able to gather from each other. Shall I roll separately for each of them? Okay. Oh, 10, 10, 8. <laughs> this is insight or perception? Insight. 10 plus 2. 10 plus 2. Oh, both of you guys. Okay. 8 plus 1. Uh, uh, a 9 is not going to get you much, but a 12 and a 12, along also with what Kugaf mentioned, she is very clearly magical. Both of them, as a matter of fact, feel slightly magical with how they are doing stuff. Uh, and you kind of think back to your conversation earlier, as a matter of fact, with Terra and... You pride yourself in being very stubborn and very, like, high-thinking and such. This small dwarven girl was able to convince you of something very quickly. It didn't feel like magic was casted on you, but that's not a normal thing. That is in itself an extra- like, slightly extraordinary thing. If anything, people, like, awareness, like, an ability to talk to people. That is not something you see much. And then the other girl next to you, you take in a little bit. She is wearing leather armor. She's kind of messing around with the broomstick, but she's twirling it in a way that betrays some sort of expertise with it. She does have a shield on her back. It does look very childish, but it is still sturdy. And for her size, honestly, it makes more sense, as opposed to having like a bulky wooden shield. As for you, Davina, when you look at this large turtle, you do notice the rapier at his side. You don't notice anything else particularly interesting, but you know turtles are inherently able to fight. Like, more so than a lot of other creatures. Are you a fighter, sir? 
I don't then, fight people directly. Then why do you have that pointy stick by your side? It's a rapier, Davina. Oh, a rapier. Wait, what's that exactly? Well, it is a small, typically hidden, long weapon that is used very well for precise strikes oh, on okay. weak points. Also, Mister, how come you look so old and young at the same time? Wow, what a polite little girl you have here. <laughs> Thank you. I was not the one That's that so raised sweet. her for her manners, I would like to point out. Turtles just look this way, young lady. Oh, okay. <laughs> and at, you... At this point, you've blasted me clean. I am looking down to my fingernails for, for the, the first, first time. time. Yep. So, like, a lot of things have just happened to me, but I was like... I, I was in the ground convincing myself all I need is a meal and a bath. That those are my two dreams in life. And so you have I, received both. I have received both. So now at this point, I'm like, okay, 89 copper, four silver. More money than you've ever had in your life. Ever. And I understand money to an extent because yes. I understand how poor we are. Yes. So then when he was talking about some money, it occurred to me that this might be a job. Yes. Right? I'll also say, as a matter of fact, to kind of excuse the nine, you were so caught up in this that you weren't really looking at it. Yeah. You're just like, food, cl- cleanliness, and fing- fingernails. <laughs> yeah. I have fingernails. Right. So Could um, still use like a manicure, but... <laughs> right. So I've completely, I don't know anything that they just said amongst them, right? Mm-hmm. But you've turned to me, Kugaf. And what did you say? And you... It's very rare that we have visitors from the depths. Do you mind if I ask you something? Because I see it's it's kind of well, it's embarrassing to mention, but I have a bit of a instinctual um, affinity to noticing magic users. And do you know that you are a magic user? You, it's very rare in the depths for dwarves to be born with inherent magic. Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I. How can you tell? Well, the magic dances around you. Magic in the arcane and arconic are languages, they are in the air around us. Davina, you can feel it as well when you go out in nature. It is a thing that exists around us, it weaves all of creation together. And when you become adept enough with magic, eventually you are able to recognize this. That is part of why I love to cook, because it feels very similar in the sense of pulling ingredients of magic together when I want to form anything. And you see he extends his fingertips, and a little dancing light kind of starts to flicker in his hand before he closes it, and it disappears. Ooh, ooh, I can do that too! Show me, please. I remember teaching you a few weeks ago. I'm wondering if you're able to do it still. I'm going to cast the light cantrip. You cast the light cantrip, and you wave your hand, and it starts to glow similarly. How interesting. <laughs> and cool, right? Can you do other things, Davina? Oh, yeah. she can. She very much can. Uh, I'm going to then cast Druidcraft. Okay. And, and I'm you... going to predict the weather. So it like, shows up as like a symbol of... Yeah. And I remember we talked about this. What is the process with which you predict the weather for Druidcraft? Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm going to grab from my pack, and I'm going to pull out just, like, a sprinkle of flour and kind of do that, like, salt man. Like, <laughs> salt bay? <laughs> salt bay. 
Yeah, <laughs> sprinkle it <laughs> table to create a table what would otherwise seem like a pentagram if it were not made out of flour. <laughs> <laughs> well, demonic girl. <laughs> sit crisscross on the floor in almost like a meditative position. As she does this, you guys see the little drawn pentagram of flower (laughs) starts to whirl with intention before forming into a sun with a little bit of clouds with it. Today's forecast looks like it's going to be pretty sunny. Yay! And I'm just going to like kind of jump up and just be super exuberant. As I mentioned earlier, magic exists around us. And Davina is blessed to be one of very few that is attuned to nature, as a matter of fact. We don't have as many druids anymore. They don't really pop up quite as often. But somehow, even in the kingdom, she's managed to do that. And you, I don't detect that you are like me, nor are you like her. Where does your magic come from? Uh, my calls. Your calls? In the depths... We use specific calls to echo through the halls and reach our fans and family. Ah, yes, yes. And I have been told that my calls are the most beautiful the depths have heard, almost enchanting. Well, sounds to me like your music may be the source of your magic, then. I believe so. (sighs) Sneaky type, a nature creator, and a music manipulator. Truth be told, your group would do wonderfully with a fourth, perhaps someone that is versed in the arcane like myself, but I am long retired from this. And Tawny, regardless of what she tells you, Davina, has not been keeping up with her studies. I'm gonna kind of just, like, giggle a little bit secretly because I know this. (laughs) She still cannot cast Firebolt, so I cannot, with good consciousness, let her go with you. Regardless of how many spells I would likely cast on her to make sure that she was alright, abjuration spells do have their limits. So, I will leave you all to discuss whether or not you're going to help her and the terms to which, etc, etc. I know how complicated that can be. Just remember, and you see he, like, throws his arm to the side and the great horned owl kind of swoops and flies back up to the rafters where it continues to stare down at you guys. I am watching. Enjoy your wine. I hope you like the pie. Please tell my daughter to study more. It's a dangerous, dangerous world, and I'd rather that she knew how to cast magic rather than that she not. You know what? You're right, mister. I'll try to talk to her about that. Please, you you can call me Kugaf. We've, we've talked about this, Davina. Okay, Kugaf. I used to I used to babysit you. Yeah. Kugap. 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 That's her pet name for him. Yeah. You Sir. see, you see his eyebrow twitches a little bit, or his eye twitches a little bit. Sir. Also, please let your mother and father know that we are running low on the sweet sugary buns. Oh yeah, coming right up. I don't think eventually. He... Right. <laughs> okay. Well, I will be returning now. Please feel free to speak with Usei if either of you would like to find a place to stay. Have a nice evening. Let me see you kind of Bye. like slowly leaves. And as he leaves, Thank as a matter of fact, he turns to you and nods to you. And as he's leaving, he snaps his fingers a couple times. And you guys feel multiple presences appear as he summons more of these unseen servants. And you guys realize in that moment, for those that didn't already know or weren't already able to tell, the unseen servants in here that are bringing around everything are his. 
He is controlling all of them, it seems like, which is a very large task. It's a very powerful This being has wings, yes? Yes. Okay. You see, as a matter of fact, as he's walking away, you can see they are massive and they look spectacular, but they are tucked in right now. His wife, his his mate at the uh, the the reception in the back, is not doing that. She's just letting them kind of droop out. <laughs> Free the titty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he has left you guys, and it is just the three of you now. You guys do notice that this table, these tables, normally seat four, but it's just the three of you. Davina, why don't you sit with us? Okay. Really? <laughs> huh? I said, I said, really? As as I looked at him as to be like, wow, she's kind of annoying, though, right? <laughs> like, I'm okay. gonna look at him kind of like, you know, she's I'm a going, little oblivious and go, really? I'm going to look at her and kind of try and give her a knowing glance of like, but she has the contract. Oh, so like a like a side eye, and I catch yeah. the side eye, and I side eye, and we both like, go like, in her pocket like right there. <laughs> yeah, here's here's what I will what I will say, Tucker. Why don't you give me a sleight of hand check, and then Tara, why don't you give me a perception check? All right, mm, this is good. And then <laughs> we'll say it'll me. be against your passive perception, Davina. Okay. Which what is your wisdom? Oh, oh, plus two. So your passive perception is twelve. I have fourteen plus one. I have nineteen plus six. Uh, neither of them <laughs> notice your dis- your your gestures. <laughs> you try to kind of like motion to nineteen to... plus six. No, yeah, you're really sneaky with it, but she didn't roll <laughs> high enough to notice it. Fourteen uh, plus one. You're trying to beat his. Uh, wait, wait. wait. I you were trying to I'm beat trying his? to communicate something though. Yeah, but she has to be able to notice it. <laughs> So I have to beat. So the higher I roll, the harder it is for her to notice. But yeah, you're also trying to beat her passive though. Oh, wait, so... You guys are trying to do something discre- discreet in front of somebody else, so but he is trying to start this discreet conversation. You don't know that it's going on until he starts it, so... So I would have to roll... To notice it. Higher than him yes. to notice it? But she would have to roll lower. No, I would have to roll higher to notice that you tried to do something? No, I'm saying for it to work. Yes. For it to work, she has to well, roll higher than me, yeah. but you have to roll mm-hmm. lower. Also, she isn't actively looking right now, so it's just her passive perception. Pro- proceed, sorry. You, you, so you did not notice, and uh, instead, uh, Tucker... I don't think you'll ever notice. <laughs> <laughs> Plus six on sleight of hand. <laughs> Tucker, you're just trying to, like... I don't think I like... can ever communicate to anyone. <laughs> you're oh. just trying to, like, notion... She, she's, she's not picking it up. Well, we'll just continue with the conversation, even though she's not getting it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn to Tara. I'm gonna be like, "Girl, you said you lived in a hole. Lived, not anymore. True. You know, I used to live in a hole once. You lived in a hole. Was it shit? Uh, for like three hours. Um, I was hiding in there because a bunch of giant big or those big centipedes." We're fighting each other, and I just didn't really want to get messed up in all of that goop, so... Was that scary for you, Davina? Um, I'm pretty in tune with nature, so not really scary, but it was pretty gross. That could feed, like, 12. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Davina, what are your plans for carrying out the bounty hunter contract? Hmm... I haven't really thought about it that far. I just wanted to beat this bounty so that I can get my charm. And I'm just like smile really stupidly. Well, any bounty is easier if you have friends to help you. That's true. I just need 50 gold out of that that bounty. That's all. 50 gold? How much is the bounty for? A hundred. Girl wants half. The girl wants half. Yep. 
Well, a fair amount would be a third. And, and, and give her a little side eye. I mean, but the charm is 50. I need enough for the charm. I guess you need to work two jobs. Will or you guys help me? Not for 25. But would you help me on the second bounty? Depends how this first job goes. Depends if you're around after the first job. I will be. Optimism is a shit characteristic. <laughs> Given your inexperience compared to Tara and I, I think it would be most well, that's prudent. that's good, isn't it? Tara's used to shit. <laughs> I mean, I do no shit. <laughs> Davina, please listen. I think it would be most prudent if Tara and I each got 40 and you got 20. For us kindly teaching you how to go through this process. Mm, no goes. Ah, uh, cuts are shit. Even Steven? Or I ain't believing. Hmm. Maybe. Do I have anything that could convince you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this trinket so important? So, you have the rest of the set. To figure it out? This is the 12th. Wait, wait what? You're collecting the, the set. Of all of oh, the, okay. the set of 12, which is obviously in correspondence to the different astrological signs, this mm-hmm. is the last one that is missing, and that okay. is why you're trying to get it. it is, is this a, something that helps her magically? No. Oh, wait, it's really? just like a... Like no, this is just like a... Beanie babies? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I that helped me magically. I mean, you can use... <laughs> You can probably, I'll say it'll probably be part of your circle of stars thing, where it's like kind of to help your astrological stuff in terms of, not just in terms of horoscopes, but in terms of astronomy a little bit, in terms of your star map. Could it possibly have some utility since it's like 20 or 50 gold? I feel like it's like expensive. I don't want to like waste that. You are eight. Yeah, it's, it is, it is. Oh, sorry. Or uh, mentally though. It's what Uh, Davina's, it, it looks pretty. Yeah. Also, having the entire set for other people that practice the same thing is kind of a flex. Shiny! <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this by now, but I'm just going to sing yeah, that's random tunes. As <laughs> a bard, you should. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, don't worry, I will work it in some way, but the 50 gold is it's still on the steep side. Look, I will help you, but it probably will take more than one mission. And as long as you can guarantee me that I will get an even cut of every mission we do, I will help you. I can't speak for the string being. This guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been a dick. I can't speak for the string being. <laughs> okay. Yay. I'm just going to be, like, really happy. Davina, where would you buy this trinket? It's in the Madeline's Trinkets and Charms. Madeline's Trinkets and Charms. It's right next to the alchemy shop. Can I roll to see whether I recognize this place and whether it's easy to steal from? Yes, you may. Steal? What do I roll? Uh, history. Ten minus one. Nine. You... This is not something you would normally give a shit about. You are materialistic in the sense of, like, gold and riches and nice clothing and stuff. You, You don't really give a damn about, like, these little baubles and stuff. It's less so like nice jewelry and more so like IRL my necklace, the moonstone that I have. It's less so like the fancy stuff, so you don't know as much about this. I was thinking about stealing from them, but if I don't know much about the place, we'll just move on from that idea. What was your proposition to Davina, Tara? 
I told her that it would take more than one mission to get her little trinket, but I will never work for an uneven cut. Oh, I'm willing to work as much as it takes to get her her trinket as long as she agrees to pay fair. Whether or not you're involved is yet to be seen. Yep. I always keep to my promises. You can ask my mom and dad. Who are? They're Bella Good and Damon Good. Damien Good? You might have heard of them. They work at the Goods Goodies Bakery. The Goods Goodies Bakery. How quaint. You do not know about this place. You should come over sometime. We have the best pastries in town. Maybe I'll stop by sometime. Davina, what other tricks can you do? Oh, I can do a whole lot of things. I can fight with magic. That's how I've been able to fend off all the beasts in the forest. What kind of fighting? Stabbing, punching, hitting, throat cutting, neck breaking. I've bone done a few of those things. <laughs> <laughs> bone buckling. I'm trying to uh, test. I, I want to test and see how strong she is. Can I? Oh, I don't want to waste this, so maybe not. You know what? Let me show you one other thing. And then I'm going to be like, but we are going to have to go outside of this place because this place is really precious to me and I don't want to ruin anything. Otherwise, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. After you, Tara. I'm going to squint at him in like a condescending way. Like a... I'm going to squint at him and open my mouth and give him like an after you, Tara. Tara did have a shitload of siblings, so this makes sense. Yeah, this this is how I interact with people who are dicks. (laughs) I I have brothers, you don't have to tell me what it's like. Anyway... So yeah, I'm gonna go to after you, Tara, and then I'm gonna walk out of the walk out of the town. Okay. Do you guys all follow? Yes. You guys all exit the building as you guys with my wine glass. With your, you mean your bottle? Sorry, bottle. Yeah, yeah. With, with my bottle. Bottle in hand. Drinking um, with a glass. Though. No, not straight out of the bottle. So you guys all step outside, following after Tara. It goes Tara, I'm imagining, and then right after is um, Davina, and then followed by Tucker, probably bring up the rear. As you guys walk outside, you guys walk into the busy street. People are all about doing their daily things. You guys can smell the sweet aroma of the bathhouse next door. But you guys walk a little whiles, and I'm imagining Davina takes the lead. Davina, you know what you want to do already, so what do you like to try to find? Uh, Something to hit. Okay. Uh, a while away, you see what looks like a like a rock, like a larger rock. It's probably, I'd say, about two and a half to three feet tall, and it's quite wide as well. It's just like part of the scenery. Like you guys are not quite towards the middle of the city, so or the kingdom. So because of that, there's a little bit more scattered debris and whatnot. But yeah, there's there is a boulder. Gonna be like, all right, besties, it's time for me to kind of pop off. <laughs> And I'm going to take out my broom from my back. I'm going to be like, so to you guys, this probably looks like just like a regular old broom. I mean, it is, but I can do something really special with it. And then I'm going to cast Shillelagh on the broom and just almost like a kendo stance right into this rock. So you guys see Davina just kind of casually nonchalantly pulls out this, um, this broomstick and... Before your very eyes, a kind of cylindrical magical aura appears and covers it. And where it touches, the stick, the wooden little broomstick, changes into a magical club that is covered with leaves 
and kind of just nature debris and such, and it glows with a green mysterious power. She lifts it over her head, and when she smacks this rock, um, you see a slight burst of shrapnel off of this boulder as she leaves a dent in it. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm impressed as well. I think we're both going to exchange a look where we lift up our eyebrows and go, that's not fucking bad. <laughs> and, and I'm just gonna like kind of flip my braid back and just look really pleased. <laughs> I imagine uh, you probably like twirl the shillelagh and then just it turns oh, yeah. it back to a staff and Keep just. Mm-hmm. I think we can make a pretty good team. I'd like to roll to see if I'm intelligent enough to uh, reference the fact that I keep saying cul culgraph. Help me here. Cogaf. Cogaf. Yes. Kogaf, 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 Kogaf. Never gonna fuck that up again. You called him Kugaf earlier. Did I? Yeah. Fuck me! Kugaf, 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 Kugaf. It's C O O G A F. C O O G A F. Oh, I didn't write C O O. I just wrote it like it sounded. You guys can ask me how people's names are spelled, by the way. Tara's impressed, but still a little skeptical. So I. Hmm. I wonder if Tara remembers if what Kugaf said about uh, needing somebody uh, with more magic that would be like really helpful. So what you guys recall is, and honestly, I'm not going to make you guys roll for this. You guys can probably tell it might have been self-preference, to be honest. He kind of mentioned how, you know, while you guys have a nice little formed party, a fourth wizard would be nice. But it also seemed like he was just kind of advocating for wizards a little bit <laughs> yeah well he's a wizard yeah. so it seemed like he was just kind of self-plugging a little bit like you, you know you guys would do better with a wizard but so, so i i'm gonna ask tucker do you know any wizard no i don't know anyone unfortunate but i also don't think we need a wizard yeah come on girl you do magic i do magic we're a team i think we've got enough magic going around mm-hmm. here all right, if you think we can do this. If you're not a fighter, what do you do, sir? Stab and steal and sneak. I mean, that counts for fighting, right? I mean, it sounds like the average bo- foster child. Show me your power, dear turtle. I'm tor- turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your power, dear turtle. All right, um... How did the street react to her, like... <laughs> yeah, I oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Davina just randomly slammed the fuck out of a rock, people were like, um... <laughs> and then they see a dwarf and a turtle just going like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm yeah. Nobody this seems to work. stop. Like, as a matter of fact, some yeah, some town guard do, like, did walk by and probably noticed, but they're just like, eh. Just the average Thursday. Oh, is it Thursday? Alright, what I'm gonna do is... Can I, um, try to hide from them? Like, roll for it? This is what I would say. There are horses going around and stuff like that. Because I, I can kind of tell what you're trying to go for, but I'll, I'll, I'll set it up for you so you can maybe see if you can take it home. There are, there are like, carriages and stuff being drawn by with people doing their average day stuff and stuff like that. What you could do, if you would like, is you could try to disappear from their eyesight by basically walking into the busy street and then disappearing from their view by running alongside one or something like that. I love how his way of impressing us is like disappearing and then <laughs> our like amazement's gonna come from 
wow, where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, I have, a, I have another follow-up okay. thing I want to do. So can I roll to do that? To Is hide? that what you would like to do? Hide in plain sight, yes. You wouldn't be hiding in plain sight, you would be disappearing. But Well, okay, disappearing. Yes. Okay. Okay, so you start to walk towards the street, roll a stealth check. 17 Ooh. plus 6 is 23. Would the two of you like to roll perception to see if you can spot him? Oh, I definitely won't beat that, but yes. That's a nat 1. <laughs> I got a nat 1. Hey, natural ones. And uh, Tara got an 8. Uh, mine is an 8 plus 1. I'm imagining Davina probably doesn't even want to look. Actually, Davina, you probably think it's like hide and go see. You're like, oh, oh, let me let me close my eyes. Yeah, and I'm just like, 1, 2, 3... <laughs> Do um, I have enough intelligence to be like this? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> uh, so do I successfully disappear? Yes. Uh, you guys, oh, Tara, right. you see Tucker walk into the street and just, he's gone. All right, may I describe what I do sure. next? All right, so as I have disappeared into the crowd, I make my way through to behind where they are looking. I draw out my dagger from its little pouch in my shop. Oh, I haven't spoken about this yet. Tucker has this amazing family tradition that's been passed down through the generations where their family carves out a hollow portion of their shell under the arm to hide a small knife. Normally they would use it for utility, you know, like cutting vines or digging up dirt under the ocean so they can put their food in the dirt. I don't know. <laughs> Growing seaweed and but, such and harvesting. But they, they would use it for normal things. Tucker, on the other hand, hides a deadly blade there. So I'm going to pull the dagger out, and I have snuck around from behind them, and I'm going to try and perform a sneak attack on one of them, but not actually hurt them. Just, like, get very close. I will say that you rode high enough on stealth that you do not need to make an attack roll on them. Just describe how non, without causing damage, that you are trying to basically show that you could have done a fatal blow. Alright, so I'm going to target Tara. Okay. And I'm going to creep up behind her. I have the dagger. Tall, lumbering turtle. But crouched. Uh, yes. <laughs> crouched. So instead tall, of lumbering, tall, crouched me turtle. crouched is like the same height as this dwarf. I am 3'9". <laughs> Are you sure? Six foot and a half crouched. I think I can like half my height. So, you're, so your shell so you're doing is like I'm kind of like... You're doing like an Asian squat. Yes. Okay. I'm doing like an Asian squat. But like, your shell so your shell is three nine then. Your shell is the, size, the size of me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Something like that. And then I draw my blade and I reach around her neck and grab the back of her neck and just hold it. I hold the back of her neck with one hand and I reach around her neck with my right hand and just put the blade against her skin. And say, Do you think you would have lived? And I'm going to be like, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten. So, yeah, uh, Tara, from your perspective, Tucker just fully disappears from him, and you're like, oh. and then a moment later, you, you don't hear him approach even. You just suddenly feel cold metal at your throat. And like, uh, that horrid quote, which I would love to hear in voice. Do you think you would have lived? <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. I Tara. I am gonna roll to see if this could happen. I would like 
to have felt the metal and okay. reached for my knife, but not had enough time to pull it out. My little rapier. Uh, I mean, you don't need to roll for that. Yeah, you, you try to reach for it, but not in time. But I'm hoping that I can slowly but surely, while he's giving me this disgusting quote, oh, okay. work it back so that I'm, I'm also <laughs> well, wonderful. like Wonderful. Um, let's do this. Give me a sleight of hand check and give me a perception check. So you give me a perception, you give me sleight of hand. 16 plus 4 is 20. 8 plus, <laughs> Eight plus 2 is 10! Uh, Good thing I'm rolling high now, because I needed to convince you guys I was useful. Yeah. <laughs> Tucker, you notice that she is clearly reaching for something at her side. Alright, I think my reaction would be to grab the knife out of her hand. Okay, yeah, you are easily able to just smack the knife out of her mm-hmm. hand and grab it. And to which I respond, clearly not! <laughs> I, would, I would not have lived! Props for trying, though. And how does, how does Davina feel about all this? Ready or not, here. Oh, are you guys trying to hurt each other? We can't do that on a team. He has proved his worth, as have you. Mm. I feel, I feel comforted knowing that your strengths will be enough to protect my life. Whether or not you will protect my life is yet to be seen, but I doubt we can do this without one another. If we are facing dear terrible foes, where are we going? Uh, okay. I'm- Davina, would you like to open? The note that you stole? Yes. So I'll pull it out of my pocket and just put it on the ground so that we can all kind of just hover over it. As you guys look at this bounty hunting note that has brought you all together, first thing you notice is that there's an illustration on it of the creature that you are trying to track down, as well as in large wavy font at the very top, as if somebody was very hastily writing this down, conveying the urgency to which this creature must be caught, you see Mogren, the escaped demon. Underneath, the illustration shows a smooth-bellied toad with large horns and a specifically sinister kind of design in its eyes. Even though it's just a drawing, it almost feels like it's watching you as you guys are looking back down at it. And you notice in the descriptor it says, Caution, he has traveled in from Zorik, is a starving creature that can take the form of many different creatures. However, his specialty is always a giant toad. But it's just a toad. How big is the toad? Giant toad that you wouldn't actually know. Uh, I don't. He is to be brought in dead or alive. The gold reward is 100 gold, as well as favor with one of the noble families. The actual specific noble family is not listed. He has been spotted in the sewers. And as you guys are looking at this illustration of the creature that you guys will be tracking, that will be where we will end the first episode of the After Hours Adventures podcast. Yeah! (laughs) Episode one, we survived. Yes, we did. I honestly thought you guys might try to attack each other at a certain point. I was looking forward to it. You know, TPK episode one. (laughs) Nah, they just need to prove they're useful, and then we're on our way. Yes, yes, yes. Any questions for me before we end the episode? Where do we go from there? Uh, it says the sewers, so presumably oh, sewers. Uh, there's also instructions on it in terms of how to find the location, etc., etc. The sewers are separate from the yes. depths, right? Yes. Okay. Are the depths beneath the sewers? Kind of. Okay.
Okay. If we don't have any questions now, thank you guys for listening. Please check in next week for episode two when it is dropped. Um, it'll be dropped on next week, Tuesday, if I'm able to get the editing done in time. But otherwise, thank you guys so much for joining us. I hope that you have had a wonderful, wonderful night of drinking with us or just listening in if you're just listening. And now we proceed to probably get drunk. Woo! Woo!